You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. This is Michael Kushner here. You are listening to Dear Multi-Hyphenate. I'm so excited for this episode where I have my friend Aaron Commer speaking with me. We talk about all things multi-hyphenating, obviously, but one underlying theme is mental health and therapy. Uh, I actually was really not expecting to talk about this today, but it is such an important tool in order to survive in this industry, especially when juggling multiple proficiencies as we do. So sit back, relax, enjoy a few good laughs, a few good deep thoughts. And uh, as always, let me know uh, what you're thinking or what you want to hear about. You can email me at michaelpaulkushner at gmail.com or uh, drop me a line on Instagram at the Michael Kushner. I would love to hear from you. And uh, as always, thanks for listening. Enjoy. Hi, Erin. Hi. How are you? I'm really good, Michael. I'm really excited to have you on this because I look, first of all, yes, you are a very good friend, but also I look up to you so much as an artist because you do have your hand and your person in so many different aspects of your life you know you've taken passion and you've turned it into profit you know i mean we have a lot to talk about but so i'm gonna start tradition i did it i don't think i did it with adam in my last episode but i'm really trying i'm i sometimes i commit to one thing Mm -hmm. and then i'll skip it and then never do it again like accidentally skip it but i'm gonna really try to commit to it i want to start every episode out with the rose and thorn of your day. Oh, I like this. Someone just asked me this for the first time last week. Okay. Um, all right. So today. Today. Rose and thorn of today. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, my rose today. Oh, what did I do? Oh, my God. All right. I don't know how much I can say. Okay. All right. My rose today. I'm having... I'm doing this like 14 day yoga challenge and it seemed fun and it's kind of the worst now. I'm on the 14th day, my body effing hurts. But we got to do like this restorative class with like pillows and blocks and I fell asleep in Shavasana and like drooled all over myself. (laughs) And I woke up like 90 minutes later feeling like a queen. Fierce. That was my rose. Were you supposed to like go to sleep for 90 minutes? No. Was anyone in the room? No. Oh, <laughs> I would have panicked. I woke up and it was dark out. Oh, I wouldn't have liked that. 
I am the type of person where if like my boyfriend like w- like goes we, we go to sleep together yeah. and like I wake up and he's not in the bed with oh, me. Oh, that freaks me out. I hate that. That freaks me out. I'm like he died or someone kidnapped him. Yeah, I'm not okay with that. I also don't like falling asleep when it's light out and and waking up when it's dark. No. Nope. Oh my god, I feel like the zombies have kidnapped me. I hate that feeling. Oh I yeah. Hate that I was feeling. just watching the inheritance. I saw the inheritance yesterday. Oh, yeah. I saw both parts, oh. and there was one part where they mentioned <laughs> they, they literally mentioned like falling asleep midday, and they woke up and didn't know if it was uh-uh. morning or, or evening. Night. And I wanted to throw up. That happened to me when I was little for the first time, and I had I think that was my first panic attack. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a, it's weird. We could talk about panic attacks. Nice. Yes. Um, okay, so that was your rose. That's cool. That was my rose. What was your thorn? Um. I'm trying to think of my thorn. That's good. That you... Yeah, it's good because I've had some thorny days last <gasps> week. I'm a thorny girl, but I thorny didn't. <sighs> I mean, it's the second day of my period today and my cramps are awful. Yeah. Like they really hurt. Literally thorn in your sides. Thorn in my uterus. Oh my you know God. what I mean? Yeah. I'm like actually really bummed that I can't experience All that. All right. I no. Can I ask you your rose and thorn? Yeah. Sounds like you're saying rose and rose and crayon. Rose and crayons and Gildenstern. Rose and thorn and Gildenkrans. Rose and crayons. I've known a few of those growing up in Boca. <laughs> <laughs> but you're oh also God. you're a Jew from Louisville. I am. Which is that's like, funny that you said that. Well, I've been having a lot of conversations about being a Jew from the South. I think it is like uh, that's this is actually the second time I've talked about that. My mm. one of my clients today was is a Jew from. Alabama. Wow. And I, that, like, really. Everyone thinks it's so funny. It's the funniest line. No one's ever said it. Oh, my God. There are Jews in Kentucky? No. No one's ever <laughs> said that to me. You are clever. You are funny. I'm a unicorn. Like, what do you want me to say? I, well, it's interesting because I go, how did, I? because I love family How did they lineage. get there? Yeah, how, did yeah. you, how did people get there? They walked. They, well, they got off the boat and they walked. Um, my, I hope this isn't wrong, but my mom's family opened a, yeah, a shoe and a wig shop in Mm -hmm. Louisville. And that's how they settled. Oh, wow. And then, who cares about the other side? Just kidding. But yeah, that's what happened. No, that's so legit. Like, so legit. Um, so my, my last name Kushner is son of a fur maker. Yes. That's what that means in... I guess Yiddish. You told me that when we did our first uh, painting, Halloween painting video. Oh, my God. Which ties into everything, right? Oh, my God. That literally started our friendship. Well, it started our friendship. Well, first of all, we became friends because we were introduced by an artist that I'm actually going to have on this podcast in another day, um, Mel Wildman. Um, We're going to dinner tomorrow. She invited me. Yeah, yeah. We're going to dinner tomorrow, which I literally can't wait. Um, But... uh, you know, we it was one of those within 15 minutes we were walking in the Upper West Side like arm in arm, yeah, like laughing uncontrollably, yeah. And you know, there was such an energy with you, and there was such a vibrance about you. It was like uh, it, it it's it's uh, something that you find few and far between, and I think that that radiates in the work that you do. So, uh, Aaron, I um I say multi hyphenate is an artist who has multiple proficiencies that cross pollinate to flourish professional capabilities. Okay, it's like a lot of words. We I get it. it. We love it. So basically, that means it's an artist that does a lot of shit, but mm-hmm. that shit has to like really uh, influence the other to survive. Yes. Okay. 
So how would you describe yourself as a multi-hyphenate? Because obviously I see you as one. How would you describe yourself as one? Well, I was just talking about that with Keith today because he, I was asking me to explain what this podcast was about, blah, blah, blah. He thinks it's effing awesome. It is. Yay. And I was like, well, the first thing that comes to mind, I feel like everyone wants you to be like one thing and like you put yourself in a box and be like, I'm a dramatic actor. I am this. But I consider myself like at least 10 things. Yeah. Uh, just to name a few. Uh, a musical theater actress. Yep. A TV actor. Yep. A comedian. A foodie. Yep. A yoga teacher. A food host. Um, also, I... I'm a writer now, which is weird to say because I just started writing and yeah. I feel like I'm not allowed to say that. And you're a really good writer. I'm, whatever. I've, you're the only one that's read it because I'm terrifying. Well, the thing about that is like, I, that's interesting that you said, am I allowed to say that? Because I, I talk about that in a previous episode. It's like, well, you should be able to, in order to consider yourself a multi-hyphenate, I do think that you should be able to like have a slight expertise or experience mm -hmm. in what you do. So mm -hmm. I, I think that you can absolutely consider yourself a writer, especially when this play that you're working on, you know, comes to fruition, which it, you know, will. And it, it, it's it, so scary. I know. I'm not, I didn't like, I wasn't, I'm not a writer. I, I would, you've written things. I would call you a writer. Yeah, I guess so. It's like, um, I don't lead with the writing yeah. aspect. I, yeah. I just lead with the storytelling aspect. Totally. That's, you know, there are people that yes. go to school for writing mm -hmm. and are writers. And it's like, I think that considering con calling myself a writer is like a little slap in the face to people that have studied that for years. Yeah. I guess I'll consider myself a writer when my play is, is put on its feet and like, um, be like, but you've oh, put I something that. on your feet that you've written. Uh, yes. A hundred percent. But, um, self-produced and okay. you know it's kind of like a glorified reading just like a story that i'm telling i still think you're a writer thank you that's very sweet and it's like but that's the conversation with multi-hyphenating it's like what do we consider ourselves mm -hmm. and that's you know we just have to throw the spaghetti against the wall and see what sticks yeah you know and it's like if i if you know when i eventually put this play on which there'll be more information about coming soon but like when it eventually my show happens um i you know maybe that's the last time i ever write something may you know or where it won't be but mm -hmm. i think that's when the artistry gets exciting and that's when it you know that's when it doesn't end there's no end game to what we do exactly you know i yeah. i'm always i wake up and i'm so heady about everything i yep. literally just like i overthink everything i was overthinking disney world when i was there in hmm. december i was like what does it all mean <laughs> oh my god because i'm a weirdo i am too i know you're a weirdo that's why i love you but that's also i think it's normal to overthink a lot of things but i think I mean, I'm working on this in like yoga and shit, being <laughs> more present and not overthinking everything because otherwise you're never living. You're just dwelling in the whatever, the p past or the future. And then like, I don't know, I think both of us have a very similar personality. We have to make it a conscious choice to be like, I am going to be present. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, oh, yeah. it's we're nightmares. No, I know. And I guess it's, you know trauma or life experience or trauma, trauma. broken homes <laughs> broken, broken homes, homes. <laughs> trauma, louder. Trauma. Shimmy. Woo. 
Oh, God. And we love therapy. Yes, I love therapy. And therapy is a great way to, like, stay present and in the moment. Totally. Um, I started in September, and I literally, Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I could not be more thankful it's the best thing that ever happened to me in that for that choice in that decision i yeah i'm so happy for you i have like now i can like deal with like stress (laughs) and you know what i mean and it's it's a little it's definitely raw at times you know i'm Mm -hmm. kind of like why am i feeling so crazy right now i'm like oh because i opened up this part of myself that Mm -hmm. i've been suppressing but it makes my art better. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And like, we're not given the tools when we're younger in our country to, especially men, to be able to express ourselves. Yeah. So, especially men, but women too, they suppress everything. And then you end up combusting one day and being like, where is this coming from? Because you're not allowed to feel your feelings. And I feel like therapy for men, like, I wish everyone would just go to therapy. Like, our country would be so, our world would be so different. Can you tell me how um, mental health and therapy, I wasn't planning on talking about mental health and therapy, but I'm obsessed because like that is key to being, you know, a human being. But like, how has that played into your business as an artist? Hmm. How has that helped you discover all these facets of yourself? How has that helped you become a better multi-hyphenate? How has that Hmm. made you a better Aaron? Well, so, I went through some weird, interesting stuff growing up, and I didn't go to therapy for a while because I didn't need that. Mm-hmm. I'm a tough girl. I could go through it my own. I yeah. could figure it out. I wore eyeliner and cut my own hair. Like, don't mess with me. Yeah. And then, like, basically, a couple years ago, like, a bunch of things happened, and I had, a, like, basically a breakdown, I guess I would call it that. And I realized all these things I had been suppressing and... Most of all, like, I wasn't allowing myself to feel anything that I should have been feeling from, like, a long-ass time ago. So it takes a long time to, like, go through it and navigate through the pain and let go of the layers of blah, 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 blah. But no, I think without therapy, I wouldn't know myself. And also, that's a combination of therapy, of yoga, of healing opposed to ignoring trauma. Mm -hmm. But I think that does show up in my work because as an artist, you're not separate from your work. Like you are your instrument, you know. And by healing myself and being honest with myself, I can be honest with the characters I play. Right. You know? Did you find that you were able to uh, draw from those experiences um, with, um, with Rise? Oh, yeah. But also, yeah, that was hard because... We're both empaths, you yes. know that. Yeah, hundred percent. And I got a little t- too attached and like empathetic towards my character, and yeah, it was it was dark. I mean, there was like I would do ten takes and like be sobbing every single one, and then I'd have to just go home and make dinner, and I was just like, but what about Sasha? Like, is she okay? <laughs> like, I got way too attached. And then my therapist was like, you have to schedule in time to decompress because your body, when you cry, doesn't know you're acting. It just knows you're experiencing an emotion and you have to let it pass through you. You can't just snap in and out. Like, what we do is not normal. So you have to, like, schedule time to let it go and then transition back into your real life. And I was not doing that. I was just like, oh, 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 and then, like, my head exploded. 
But I know better curious. now. But but that's you know what I was. That's an amazing example of how therapy has helped you. Yeah. As a, like I I love that tool. It's you just know, it's a, like all the tools. We don't know the tools until someone's like, "Here's a tool." Right. It's just it's just giving us a, a toolbox. You yeah. know what I mean? That's what therapy is. I it's love not, a toolbox. We love a toolbox, honey. Okay. Love a hammer. Let me tell you. Love a wrench. Love a wrench. Love a drill bit. Screwdriver, honey. Oh want a drink and one to <laughs> play <it> with. In. <laughs> play in. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> Change the subject. I'm literally sweating. I know. I'm sweating too. Can I take this off? I, be, I think it's because I'm I'm excited and passionate that I'm sweating. Hi. Same. <laughs> I just like am on my period, so I'm sweating. I think I'm sweaty just because I'm a nervous Jew. Oh my god, me too. But um, I'm like more of a glower than. I love a that we're both Jewish. Shower. Are you Jewish? Technically, my mom is. So yes. Yes. That's Alan. Three Jews in a room, room sitting in New York. Here we go. Yes. All right. Um, I want to know. Yes. You have different proficiencies that uh, that one might not think you could ever tie in with each other. Totally. Right. Mm-hmm. But you did. Mm-hmm. Walk me through it, baby. Mm. Mm. Um. What, you mean like I'm talking about like performance and cooking, yeah. and baking and sweets and totally. yoga you you tie in all of those things weird shit i know and it's and the way the, the reason why i'm bringing this up is because it's your income uh-huh. that influences other aspects of uh-huh. your artistry it's uh-huh. literally what i'm talking about how totally. multi-hyphenating it so talk to me about um talk to me about how you created your uh your life as an artist and how you're able to find stability and mm. and create and all yeah. that good stuff talk to me well i moved here well how long ago we were class of 13 yeah we were different schools but <sighs> six years you okay there no seven i just realized ago. how long ago may will be seven years ago that we've graduated um, okay that's awesome looking on the upside honestly um, it's not that long it ago. isn't but it just feels like time just goes very fast and the things that you've i know but also like you've done such incredible stuff well so have you Bitch. Yeah, we've, we've, yeah, and a lot of, a, we, it's interesting because it's like, yeah, that time has gone by, but, but we've all, you know, whether or not we're, we, a lot of us are still standing and existing, mm. and the fact that we're able to do that in show business totally. is, it's pretty insane. Miraculous. It's miraculous because what we do is not normal. It is not normal. <laughs> <laughs> but is there another life for us? No. No. Um, no, exactly. I couldn't do anything else. No, I could not. I'd be sad. Could not, would not. Should not, have not. Have not. Did not do will it. Not will do not it. do it. Will okay, not do it. Okay, so f- effing seven years ago uh-huh. when I moved here, I was like, so I've always been into baking and sweets and one of my ex-boyfriends like casually nicknamed me Sprinkles mm-hmm. because I would always be like eating sugar. Like... I stole a bucket of candy corn when I was five from my preschool without telling anyone. And I would always just be like shoving my mouth with cookie. I've always loved sugar. So when I moved here, I was like, how do I incorporate like food? And that's like when food Instagrams were on like the up and right. up and coming. I like tried to make one and it didn't work. Um, 
I mean, it, I don't know if you would say it didn't work. It I wasn't think it did. as successful as I wish it was, but I was always like, if I could do anything, I would eat donuts for a living. Like, truly, that was my dream. Well, one of our sh- first shoots together, Aaron. Where it was with donuts. Was, yeah, you brought donuts in there, but it was the Magnolia Bakery Oh my God, collab. yeah. You know, but there's a great example of that. Like, That's true. Like, Magnolia Bakery found you on Instagram and was like, do you want to build a snowman? Do you want to do you wanna um, do something on Instagram? I was like, yes. But talk talk to me more about, about collaborations like that. Yeah. Like, like when you uh-huh. tie in your, like, social media presence uh-huh. and your presence as an artist, uh-huh. and then you find these projects like Magnolia Bakery, like, like I'm sure that there are people listening that want to know like how to get. Honestly, it is so weird. I met a girl, so I would I was in this like food bubble, and I would get invited to these things, and I think I was invited to like a, a magnolia party where like the boss's sister's cousin I don't know was there, and we became friends on Instagram. And then I DM'd them, being like, "Hey, I want to do a collab." They're like, "Yeah, absolutely. Come pick up a." $100 cake tomorrow and I was like uh, okay and then we shot it and it was the best do you know um, I always say you have to ask Oh, for stuff do you know my, my story about standing on my first Broadway stage do you know that story no so I was f- 15 I, d- I told you this yesterday yeah. Helen um, I was 15 and uh, I flew up to see some shows and um, I flew it by myself, even, and stayed, That's at, nuts. stayed at my grandma's, and uh, went to the Al Hirschfeld to go see Wedding Singer. Amazing. And in between shows, I knocked on the stage uh-uh. door. Uh-uh. And the security guard answered, and literally was like, yeah. And I was like, hi, I'm a theater student from South Florida. I really want to see what it's like backstage of a Broadway house. Can I get a tour? Oh my god! And he looked at me and was like, "Okay." That's why we're so similar. I would do the same shit. He brought me backstage and then like gave me a full tour and brought me on stage, and was like, "You have a camera. You want a picture?" And I literally yes. have a photo of me like in American Eagle in an American Eagle Can t-shirt. You send it to me. Yeah, in an American Eagle t-shirt and shorts and Crocs. Okay. Just being like, I'm on the wedding singer stage. But see, like, so yeah. many humans would not even ask right we don't care we We don't don't have that like shame that comes with asking i will ask anyone anything if we're at a bar and my friends want something like send aaron to cut the line send aaron to do that yeah because i literally just don't care what are they gonna say no i don't care i've had had 80 casting directors tell me no like i don't care in one day yeah in one minute yes (laughs) so i don't care if anyone says no and that's also the other thing is like if you someone says no you're in the exact same place that you were 30 seconds ago there's another line in the inheritance where they were talking about that being like if you're worried about bothering someone then you're in the wrong business totally you know i'm very bothersome you're not though but like i don't care I, but you're also not bothersome. I've never mm-hmm. once been bothered by you, and also nice. like you haven't. You've never once. I, you've never once bothered me, and like, um, and we have collaborated so, so much, much together. I, I collaborate with one person, and they can bother me in thirty seconds. I'm like, okay, well, I will know not to do that ever again. And Aaron, we and I That's continue sweet. to collaborate with each other, and you have never once bothered me. Mikey. So there's that. Put that drip pipe and smoke it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So, okay, so that, you know, I think that's really valuable information of, like, of asking for stuff, but also, mm-hmm. like, how do those collaborations happen? Because mm-hmm. it, it, there's no rhyme or reason. I know, it feels just asking. like, like, this... Like everyone's like every one door. What's the saying? Like, are you okay? Every door, like just like everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Like, it, but it truly feels like when one door closes, a, another, one, another opens. one opens. The fact that I didn't remember that is very sad. It's I'm very so eloquent Aaron. today. I'm eloquent. I'm an eloquent girl. <laughs> um, so I last year, so I'd been doing those collaborations with things, just DMing, being like, can I collaborate? They're like sure who is this girl with like she might be legit like right. she was on who who knows but then i would like do them and they would go great and then they would tell their friends and blah 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 so then i met this girl a year ago my friend had to drop out a like for this show called best of the best on insider food right and he's like i have to drop out can you go it's like you just have to be a taste tester so i went and got to eat a burger for free at like 10 in the morning and i became friends with the producer and right. we added each other on instagram a year later a year later she messages me and, and i'm like huh she's never messaged me she's you like, just went cross-eyed i am cross-eyed <laughs> she was like my co-host like I don't have a co-host this season like I would love for you to audition I was like for the best of the best show like I, to, I you want me to eat and like you pay me and she was like <laughs> yeah so me and Keith went to Harlem Public and filmed an audition video I had no idea what I was doing I like because all growing up I would watch food videos like on Food Network I always wanted to be a food host like I effing love food yeah did you watch like David Rosengarden all of like them. in the 90s no I don't know what that okay means. cool cool I like grew up watching my grandma loves the Food Network <gasps> but like we watched the Food Network with like Debbie Fields no I did like Ina and like Giada and Bobby okay, but that was like in the that was shortly after yeah. that was like yeah. um, early 2000s yeah. right I die for them yeah, yeah I yeah. die for them oh yeah die so I like make this up video eating a grilled cheese I don't know what I'm saying I'm trying to be like Bobby Flay my boyfriend's like you have to redo that like that wasn't good and he's never said anything now I was like okay you're being honest so I got the second half of the grilled cheese and redid it and I was just like owning it and I did it and I got hired yeah and so now I'm literally traveling the country being paid money Mm -hmm. like like paying my rent but actually like 
the other day I was like, it was brought to my attention. Like, remember when like you said this was your dream? Like, I'm going to a city on the other side of the country. I don't think I'm allowed to tell you what city it is yet. It's very yeah, secret. Yeah. And we're eating effing something sweet that I like. And I'm, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Like, I am living my dream. Yeah. Absolutely. But also, like, I, I struggled for a little. I'm like, should I be doing this? Like, this isn't, like, a network show. Like, what am I doing? But then I talked to my therapist. <laughs> I freaking love her. And she's like, do you have fun? Is it fulfilling you artistically? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. You get to improvise in it. I love improvising. I've been taking it at UCB. It's like my one true love. Yep. I get to improvise in it. I get to be on camera and be around really amazing humans. Like, why wouldn't I do it? Right. And I think that's making me a better actor in my auditions because I'm like, whatever, if I don't get this shit, like, I get to go be on camera tomorrow. So I'm not so desperate. No, exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you've... Oh, man. It's like... When we pay attention to the things that make us who we are, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, we find oh those mouth sounds. Did you hear those? Oh, I'm sorry. Are you okay? I'm a mouth sounder, I guess. He's a mouthy boy. Mm-hmm. But it's like when you when you just latch onto the things that make you you wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. I don't think any no one can tell you otherwise. Totally. In my opinion. Mm-hmm. I've always loved photography. I've loved Adina Menzel since I'm negative two years old. Amazing. Not negative two, but like, you know, like ever since I discovered her. Mm-hmm. And so that has, you know, those like these loves of mine have just kind of like followed yeah. me in these uh, in my life. And, and I've just sort of followed these impulses and listened mm-hmm. to these signs. And I think that they're everywhere. I think when we can create a career based on loves of ours like uh like photography for Mm -hmm. me you Mm -hmm. know it was always a passion thing it was always something i was drawn to you're so good at it thank you and one of my favorite experiences was shooting adina Mm -hmm. but i made that happen because i literally Uh, you made that happen well i contacted the theater that was you know the brooklyn children's theater which was honoring her in mm-hmm. their first annual gala and i said do you have a photographer and they said um no we don't and i said well you need one they're like we don't want to overwhelm her and i said well you need archival photos and they're like okay you're on be there tomorrow at seven i made it happen yeah you know what i you mean you asked i asked i asked yeah. exactly going back to what we were yeah. talking about before i asked and made it happen uh-huh. so i think one of my biggest things is creating in creating a career that is so honestly yours is Mm. going back to the things that that you own totally the things that you love so much the things that saved your life i've been talking about this so much lately just because How how none of it's in our control and how we wait and we wait for the industry to give us like permission to work yeah. opposed to making our own work. And yes, you can get permission and you can book a series every however many years. But like, what are you doing in the time between? Like even the stars have things they do in between when they're not working. They go with their band and sing in another country or they take care of their dog. Like yeah. you can't just be sitting there waiting. You have to have this like 
community you build around you of humans and things that you love to keep you grounded on the in-between time. Yep. Or you'll die. Or you will literally... Yeah, like, that's the thing. It's like, I've I've watched a lot of artists that have um, burned themselves out. Mm-hmm. And it's so sad. Yeah, because they so believe they have to do it a certain way. There's no effing rules. You do it the way that makes you happy. Even though we might feel at times that we don't have control mm. over the business, mm-hmm. we actually do. Mm-hmm. Because we live in a business where if there is something new and fresh and enjoyable mm. and relatable... Mm. It will find followers and it will not social media followers. It will find literal followers. It will find people that are attracted to that story. 100. So many shows on Broadway in commercial Mm -hmm. musical theater have Mm -hmm. started that way. Yes. Yes. So many careers have started that way. Absolutely. So I just kind of, you know, I get emotional in those aspects because i'm like "Ah, i just wish that i know you know you reverted back to the things that made you you i know i know but it i feel like that also came with time like when we first moved here i was not like that i was like i have to do it this way i have to follow this one path that i i get my card and then i do this and it goes in like this accumulating motion but that's not how life is and neither is healing it's like this well well that's the thing it's like but you have to at least be open open and receptive yes. so i was at an event um and i had been in for randy skinner a few times mm-hmm. um and i saw him at this event he's uh, randy skinner is a brilliant director choreographer and um uh, i we saw each other and we talked and he's like how's everything going this is in 2015 when i was like kind of doing photography mm-hmm. still going to epas and eccs I think I had my agent had just dropped me. Fun. I think you know, like whatever. Like it, it was just like a who knows what's happening in this moment. Mm-hmm. And he asked me. He was like, "How is everything going?" And I said, bah. "You know, things. I'm still standing. Like I'm happy, but there's so much work to be done." Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, "Well, who's you know whose career do you want? Like who mm-hmm. are you inspired by?" And I said, "Ugh, I want, I want Madeline Kahn." Oh, now that I'm realizing it, I, Mel Brooks came to me in a dream last night, and he uh, went, "Well, did you read her book mm. that came out? Mm. Like, what about her career do you want?" Yeah. And I was like, "No, I didn't know about the book." And he was like, "Well, a biography just came out about her. You should get it." Yeah. And I literally took out my phone and I ordered it right there. Amazing. And I read the Madeline Kahn biography, three hundred page dense i mean it's dense Uh it's like but it's really good information but there's so many things that influenced the artists that i eventually started to become Mm. um that i read about like the upstairs at the downstairs Mm. and like uh mm, her relationship with lily tomlin and like what Uh. that meant like how you know stuff like that like that that really um i don't know painted Mm-hmm. my picture almost mm-hmm. there's a great story about madeline Kahn that i absolutely love that i have to share with you um about being uh just asking for something yeah. right so um my i was gonna move i was about to move to the city mm-hmm. i was just about to close a show in miami and then um and i had local housing because i'm from fort lauderdale so i was living 
at my mom's. Um, and she lives with her boyfriend. And um, I had my bags packed, I think. I was literally about to go to New York the next day. Mm-hmm. And I uh, was sitting with my mom, Sarah, and Adam. And he goes, you know, you should um, you should add... A f- I have a few friends that live in the city. Uh, you should add them on Facebook and stuff, you know, in case you ever need anything. And I basically was like... yeah being a little butthole. I always, no. And I was like, I mean, like, fine, like, whatever. Like, you can send me, I was nicer than that, but in my head, I was like, I don't, I have, no, what? No, I don't need mm. that. It's fine. I'll figure it out. So, end of story. Just kidding. Um, the end. The I'm end. fine. So, um, so, uh, I, I added the first name mm-hmm. on, uh, on Facebook. <laughs> uh, so a few years later, um, and you know, I had brought up Madeline Kahn a few times. Like mm-hmm. I, I love her, and she, you know, I I would love her career. It's you know, but my own version of that. Yeah. A few years later, uh, my boyfriend Remy and I are starting to date, and it was a snow day, and we were like, "What are we gonna do?" So we watched the Carol Channing documentary that was on Netflix for a bit. I don't know if it's still on Netflix, but if you can find it, it's very good. Um, and at one point. There's like this old VCR, v- VHS recording mm-hmm. of uh, it cuts to Carol Channing go, go, uh, going, um, anyone who's anyone is Jewish. Oh and I God. literally went, what is that song? I need that song. I must have that song. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I'll be here for the next <laughs> seven minutes. So, <laughs> um, so I was like, what is that song? I must have that song. So just as any geek does... Um, I waited for the end of the film, the documentary, to see if there was like, credits for the songs, and there weren't. So I googled Carol Channing documentary bibliography. Jeez. And it came up. There was a PDF that came up. And it said, anyone who's any... It said, like, songs in documentary, uh-huh. and it said, anyone who's anyone, and in parentheses, is Jewish. And it said, music, music and lyrics by Bill Whedon. And I was mm-hmm. like, Bill Whedon? Bill Whedon, why does that name sound? Oh my god, it was the guy you added on Facebook. It was the guy that it was the first person I added on Facebook that my mom's wife. Yeah, so I was like, all right, I was kicking myself a little bit, right? I was a little like, okay. So um, I messaged him and I was like, do you have? I want to sing the song. Do you have the sheet music? And he's like, Michael, I have a handwritten. I have the handwritten music somewhere in my attic. Let me go find it. (laughs) Didn't hear from him. I checked in with him and was like, "Let like, do you have it?" And he was like, "Oh my god, yeah, yeah, yeah." So he found it, scanned it for me, and sent it to me. And he's like, "Michael, I love that you wrote me about this because the only people that have sung this song before you are Carol Channing, oh my god. Betty Aberlin, and, and Madeline Kahn." See, that's weird. That shit's weird. It's not. It's not weird. It's synchronicity. It's synchronicity. That shit's real. It's real. But every time it feels weird, it's like, how is this happening? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I I know that you and I aren't allowed to talk about ghosts, but it's the same way. I know you don't like you don't like ghosts, but it's the same way that I feel about ghosts and energies. It's synchronicity. It's it's all that stuff. But that's for another episode. That's a wild story. It's amazing, right? But that's what that that to me is what show business is. It's yeah. it's listening to signs and paying attention to like who you are and what you do yeah. and creating a career like what you've done 
tying in things that you've always loved mm. and being like, I'm good at this now, pay me for it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> pay me. You know, while also working on the commercial side as well, mm. but also working on your on your passion yeah. projects that will eventually become commercial as well. And I also find like when I'm more or when I'm yeah when I'm more focused on like the things that do make me happy and that I do have control over like I took a small I wasn't I didn't book anything like I got my card right out of college and then I didn't work for like same a minute oh I like yeah by minute I mean like a year and a half yeah and or more than that and then I'm like f this I'm gonna go get my yoga certification because I always wanted to be a yoga teacher and then I get certified and my body looks lit. Still does, baby. Stop. But I'm doing yoga every day. And then all of a sudden, I book like 80 things in an effing row when yeah. I'm not trying because I'm like full from being in my body, moving my body, meditating, like being happy in my own skin and not being like, cast me, please. Like, I need to be right. cast. Because like, no one cares about like, if you're not happy, like no one wants to hire you. Like that, that's how I felt about the cabaret circuit yeah. and the concert and cabaret circuit here in the city. Like when I'm, I literally got off the plane and was asked mm-hmm. to do a uh, concert with Ryan Scott Oliver. Mm-hmm. Um, it was murder, murder, musical, murderous Mondays. It was after murder for two at New World stages. Oh. Basically, there was like a concert that Ryan Scott Oliver hosted. That's cool. And it was with New Works, and it was after the show, and it was really cool. And I was asked mm. to do one of them. And Ryan Scott Oliver is a name I've known for years in college, obviously. And I was so nervous mm. to be there because there were all of these like fierce, contemporary sounding musical theater kids, and I sound like Ethel Merman. And I got so, well, I was, you know, 21. Oh, that's and I was really baby. scared. I was terrified. And I was asked to sing this in a group number. And I was so nervous that I could not even find my starting note. Oof. I literally was so in my head. I was so nervous. I couldn't match pitch. I was like awful. But I had really wanted to be in the cabaret concert circuit and like sing new works and all this stuff. But that had never, ever, ever been me. Mm. Ever. Mm. I sound like Ethel Merman. I literally like... You sound like you. I sound like me. I sound like me. But I say like I sound like Ethel Merman just to show that I a lot of times don't fit mm. in, in what is being written today. Mm-hmm. Stylistically. But once I realize that I sound like me and I sound like what I have to offer, that's when I started getting asked to do certain things when I felt full, when I felt like I wasn't trying to fit in or uh, want that anymore, want the idea of what I could possibly want. That's Mm -hmm. when I was like, you know what? I can tell my own stories the way that I want them to. Hey! And also, like, I think you found that through being a multi-hyphenate. Like, I literally forgot the word and had to look up and be like, hyphen it. You and Nick Searley. Nick Searley recorded uh, the Skivvies <laughs> podcast, and he literally could not, for the life of him, remember. Multi-hyphen it. He literally is like, multi-hyphen it. Multi-hyphen it. I know, it's a big word, but you know what? We're big people, people. honey. And by big, I mean... I mean, a size 28. Woo! <laughs> no, no, no. I We're, you know, uh, we're... 
we want to do good things yeah. we want to do big things we want to do the best we can do and that can't be put in one box exactly and tied up nicely because we aren't pretty little boxes we are special big ass presents yes honey present yes and i am presents. yes i am a i am a gorgeous box underneath that hanukkah bush just waiting to get unwrapped on that eighth night hell yeah with like eight bows with like eight bows and it's like the main hanukkah present oh, that you you're wanted the main attraction honey you are too honey you know that you are a magnolia cake mm-hmm. time no you are a milk bar what, what is that place called milk bar milk they have bar a birthday cake truffle cake <laughs> yeah that's good sponsor me yeah, I know, right? The, I mean, we talked about Harlem Public, Ugh, so what? I die. Honestly, I will tell you, Harlem Public is one of my favorite places. It's unreal. In this Harlem Public, so it's I unreal. Always say Sardi's is my like staple. Oh, so good. But Harlem Public and the Honeywell. Honeywell is oh, so many. Fond Wait, did memories. you go there without me? It was where me and Keith had our first date. Oh, I thought we were supposed to go to there together. Well, we can. Yeah, are we, you asking I mean, me out? Yeah, duh, okay. always. Have you heard their checks mix? Yeah, I've had everything on that menu. Have you had their fried polenta fries? Thing? I've had everything on that menu. Okay, cool. Have you had their Brussels sprouts? Yes. All right, bye. My the things that the go-to things that I get at the Honeywell mm-hmm. are the big time wings, Oof. the spin dip, spin dip, the the Doritos mott sticks. F it up. The uh, the chicken apple sliders, which they took off Haven't the menu. Had those. They took off the menu, and. Um, the uh, kale Caesar is pretty good. Too. Oh my god, I've had that. The Brussels sprout kale Caesar. And the, are they different? Different. I'm drooling. No, have okay. you met Topher, the bartender? We love Topher. I love He's Topher. The best. He gave. I don't want to get him in trouble, but he got me and Keith so hemered. Yes, hemered. <laughs> the first on our first date. It's all his fault. No, he is Keith. Is uh, Keith? Keith. I just Keith. am in love with your voice. Okay. Topher's amazing. <laughs> And this is And this fun. is Dear Multi-Hyphenate. This is Dear, I'm coming out as I <laughs> am in amazing. love with your boyfriend. Goodbye. Um, well, you know, we oh, we have a special bond. I know you do. Um, so but uh, um, no, Topher is amazing at great. Uh, the Honeywell. And um, my drink of choice there is the Monk Fashion. Okay, cool. So um, we have to go. That was good. That was too fast. I know, but honestly, like, there's always a part two, and uh, I'm just proud of you for all that you do, because you you shed such an amazing positivity on this industry, Thanks, and Mickey. even when things get tough, which things get tough for us, yeah. but even when things get tough, you always come through, and you always um, handle it uh, gracefully, and you um, always come out on top. Well, you inspired the F out of me. I talk about you to every single person I know. You say you're going to do something, (laughs) and you make it happen every single time. And that's why you're on top, and you'll continue to be on top, because you make shit happen. I mean, I just love what we do. I know. And you do, too. And you fucking do it. And if I don't love it, then I don't do it. Yeah. You know? That's all it is. You're, You're also so good at so many things, and it's inspiring. Thank you. For us weirdos out there. Thank you. And so are you. And so are, I think, a lot of the... I think everyone is um, really good at a lot of stuff. Hmm. It's just a matter of time of for everyone to discover that and to figure out yeah. the holes that they can literally fill. Yeah. Like, it, it's just a matter of <laughs> the looks. Hey, 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 everyone in here is going crazy. Yeah. 
No, but what I do mean is like, what is the puzzle piece that you fit? Yeah. You know, what is your puzzle piece in in showbiz? Okay, bye everyone. <laughs> oh my! Thank God. you, Erin. You're amazing. Where can we find you on social media? Um, at Sprinkles with two eyes. So that's S P R I I N K L E S. Great. And what's a question that you have always wanted someone to ask you that you've never gotten to answer? Oh my God. Isn't that a cool question? I've never had that question given to me. <laughs> this is morbid and like weird, but no one's ever asked me. What do I want my last meal to be? Whoa. Mm-hmm. All right, so you're going to find Erin on social media and you're going to drop her a DM great, and great. you're going to say, what do you want? <laughs> That's actually foreboding and really weird, but you're going to get a lot of DMs that are just like, what do you want your last meal to be? <laughs> From strangers. That's very funny. Oh my God. And with that, I say adieu. Adieu. I love you, Mom. Love you, Mom. <laughs> love you, Paula. Love you, Sarah. Woo. Bye. Bye. <laughs> This podcast is produced by the Broadway Podcast Network. Make sure to find me online via Instagram at the Michael Kushner or at the Dressing Room Project, or on Twitter at mkushnerphoto, and visit me online via bpn.fm forward slash dearmultihyphenate. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.